So, um, I want to discuss a couple of interesting shilas that are Nagea. Um, the summer is coming, and there are some interesting questions that could be Nagea to all of us. And they're Nagea the whole year. That's the truth. They're Nagea the whole year. And that is in regards to the Malacha of Tzeda on Shabbos, Malacha of trapping on Shabbos. Very interesting Malacha. You know, it's, a, it's extremely interesting, because I'll tell you what's interesting about it. First of all, there are a ton of Shailas. There are tons of shilas. You know, people have mosquitoes in their house. Can they get rid of them? Um, people want to set up traps, right? For example, you'll know this, in upstate New York, I don't know if they have this nowadays, but when I was in, I was Zoycha to be in a camp in upstate, in the Catskills, for about two years, um, when I was a Bacha. I don't know if they make it nowadays, you'll tell me, but they used to have an incredible idea how to catch flies. Is They used to have this, like, it was like a, a circular thing, and you pulled it out, and out came spiral this very sticky paper, and you leave it hanging from the ceiling. They still have this? Most of you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. They still have it, right? And it was like disgusting. You see that as you're walking around, you're like dodge this thing on, like, on the ceiling with like covered in flies. Are you allowed to put that up on Shabbos? Mosquito repellent. What if you've got a bee that's coming after you? Right? Are you allowed to, what if you have, you know, people have in the summer especially, you have all these like ants all over the place. Are you allowed to get rid of them? What about those sorts of things? There are a lot of shyness. Oh, and again, I'll tell you another. Is there, is there trapping by human beings? Right? Your, your son. Hashem. Your son's going to be running away from you, and you're going to say, not so fast, and you're going to grab him. Are you over on Seder? Are you trapping a human being? Is that the same idea? Right? <laughs> but, um, so there's a lot of different Shailas, and I think it's Nagea. First of all, we had this in Dafayomi about a couple of days ago. So, um, in Dafkovov, there was a lot of discussion of Tzeda. So, I thought about it, and I thought, you know, it's a perfect opportunity, and it's coming up to the summer where bugs are all over the place. Sukkot is another one, right? Sukkot is another one, because uh, in the Sukkot, people put, like, traps for bees. Are you allowed to put those sorts of things? And what happens if you have one? You've got kids there, you don't want them to get stung and stuff like that, you know? There's a lot of different shyness. There's a ton of different shyness. And I'll, I'll be very honest with you, the real reason why I'm doing this is because somebody called me up not long ago, and he says to me, I'm looking for your shorum on sod. Do you have any shorum on seda, on, on trapping? Maybe he was doing dafiyomi, I don't remember. And um, so I said to him, did you look on Tony time? He said, yeah, I looked there. I said, did you even look at the app? He said, yeah, I looked at the app. I, I, I said, what about Spotify and, and, and Google Music and Apple Music and all these sorts of things? He said, he looked everywhere. He found anywhere where he Googled my shirum, he could not find the malacha of sod. So I don't understand that because I've given a shirum on this before. But, you know, for the sake of understanding what to do. So he sort of sparked off my interest and say, hey, we haven't done this halacha for so long. It's Kedai that we know what we're doing. And it's a gwaldi halacha that we have to know. It's one of those halachas that people think is like... Of course you're allowed to trap it. What do you mean? It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to give you a bite. Where does that come from? Right? Now, I want to tell you, there's a very, very, very interesting idea that we almost don't find in any other malacha of Shabbos. Right? It's actually very, very interesting. Uh, most of us are probably familiar with Toysfus. Right? You're probably familiar with Toysfus. Toysfus on the first Omadon, Masechta Shabbos, when he talks about the malacha of Hitzah, what does Toysfus say? Tosha says that Hitzah carrying is what we call a Malacha Gerua. It's a very weak Malacha. Why is it weak? Because if you go through the Lama Tess Malachas, and this is actually really interesting, what are the Malachas of Shabbos? Right? And most of us over here that are on the screen have been to my Shurim and we've gone through many different Malachas over the years. And as I always say, the Malachas are 
the creations, right? They, if you want to really up Kabbalah, the 39 Melachos are not only that was, which was done in the Mishkan, but there were the 39 ways that the Rabbanishim created the world. So you're talking about a creation. The Rabbanishim created for six days. For seven days, Rabbanishim stopped creating. Therefore, on Shabbos Kodesh, our obligation is to stop creating. Therefore, we don't do Melachos. Every Melachos is a creation. When you do Boira, for example, right? what, what is Boira? Boira means I have a bowl in front of me of peas and carrots. I absolutely hate carrots. If I take out the carrots, I can now eat the peas. I've made the bowl, I've made the food, mutukan, I've made it fixed up, ready for me to eat. I did something, I accomplished something. Right, if you, for example, uh, take out a knot in your hair, or remove a hair that's going you know, you've done something, you've accomplished something, you cut up a salad in a small way, you've, you've mixed, you know, tuna and mayonnaise, tuna and mayonnaise, right, it's now become one thing, but you've done something, take the malacha of tzad, what have you done? What have you done? What have you accomplished? Think about it. The animal was running around, you put a cup over the animal, it can no longer run around, did you change the animal in any way, shape or form? No. Same animal. It's alive, and it's going to continue being alive. I've killed it, and damaged it. It's perfectly fine. So what's the malacha? It's a very interesting question, and you should know the G'dayli HaKhoinim deal with this question. The G'dayli HaKhoinim want to know what is pshat in this. You didn't change the chayfets. A malacha of Shabbos means I change the chayfets. That's why, by the way, Tosfos says, Hetzal is a malacha gerua. Because I didn't change the item. I took a tissue from a Rosh Hashanah to a Rosh or vice versa. Faket. I took it from a yachet to a rabbi. Whatever. I didn't change the item. It's a lacha guru. It doesn't say it by tzedah. Very interesting. So the way the Achorinim understand it is that even though it's true, it's not recognizable what you've done. But what it is, is that there is, he wants to taina, again this is a chadushim chigaz, he wants to taina that when an animal is trapped, it's under my restriction. It's a, it's a shino in the gufa chayfetz. There's a shino in the Gufa Chavitz. It's no longer free. It's no longer a free animal. It's now my animal. It's now under my jurisdiction. Right? Interesting. Very, very interesting. Reminiscent Kavelitz, by the way, also. Satsals is the same idea. The Malach of Tzeda is the Shlita. That now I have Shlita on this animal. I'm in charge of the animal. Okay? So that's basically a little bit of a background. But just to give you a, more of a background, which is very important, because Allah Chalamaisa, we always know, that every malacha is only chayev if it's done in the same way that it was done in the Mishkan. If it was done in the same way the Mishkan, then it's going to be chayev. If it's done in a different way, it's going to be pata, avalasa, meaning the Rabbanon, right? So, what does this mean? So, Rashi, in Mesechta Shabbos, tells us that they had to capture the animals in order to use them for the skin. Why they need the skin of the animals? For the ureos, for the coverings over the Mishkan. So Rashi learns, La Rashi says the reason why they trapped, they did Seder in the Mishkan, was in order to use it for the skins. However, there's a Rashi in Chomish, many of you will probably remember in Parshish Truma, where Rashi says over there, they did Seder in the Mishkan for the Chalazin fish. What was the halozin fish? Halozin fish was a certain fish that produced a dye, and that was a dye for the paint, for the, for the coloring of the curtains. So whatever it is, it means that I'm trapping the animal for the sake of trapping. I want this animal trapped, right? And that's a very important idea, because whenever I don't want the animal trapped, so why are you trapping it? Because I don't want it here. In other words, there's a mosquito in the room. 
So I'm going to trap the mosquito. Do I want the mosquito trapped? Meaning intrinsically, be'etzem. Do I be'etzem look wanting the, the mosquito trapped? No. So why are you trapping it? Well, because I don't want it touching me. So there you're not trapping it for the sake of trapping it. Right? Um, and it's what we call an eno mino nitzoid. The Gemara says there's a difference between a mino nitzoid, something that's normally trapped, and something that's not normally trapped. Right? Uh, cows, chickens, fish... We'll go through examples in a moment, but just to give you that example. Another, another Hagdama over here as well, which is also very important, is that trapping means that the animal feels trapped. For example, Halacha you're in your bedroom, and there's a mosquito in your room. So you close the window. Okay, let's say it's not your bedroom, it's the spare room. Right? I don't know, it's the dining room. There's a mosquito there. So what I want to do is, obviously I can't trap the actual, I can't kill it. So I'm going to close the dining room door. Why am I going to do that? Because I don't want it to come out of the dining room, into the kitchen, into my bedroom, and let it stay in there. Is that called Seder? Is that called trapping? No. Why is that not trapping? Because the animal's not trapped. The animal feels fine. A, a mosquito, can, can I know And Even in a small little room can go all over the place. Whereas, if you had a cow in that room, right, those of you that have ever traveled upstate know this, and I've seen this myself. You know, deer, you've got deer hanging all over the place. Imagine if you leave your front door open of your, of your bungalow colony, right? You, you know, the front door open, you go out to play, you come, you come back and you, you, there's a deer in your kitchen. These things happen. They actually do happen. The English are like, what? Seriously, what type of civilized country do they live in? But it's true. It actually happens. So are you allowed to close the door, right? There's a lot of different shilas that could come up. But again, it will depend on the animal to see whether the animal is considered to be trapped in that place. A lion, you can't just place the plastic cup over an eye over a lion and say, ha ha, you're trapped. It's not going to work. You've got to put a lion in a cage. Because Chazal tell us every animal has to be trapped according to how it feels that it's trapped. Okay, let's move on to the different categories to understand exactly what they are. In order to be chayev, the Yisoyed, the Gemara tells us in Shabbos Kuvav, Shabbos Kuzayin, is that it has to be a minoy nitzoyed. A minoy nitzoyed means it's an animal that is normally trapped. This is a type of animal that is normally trapped, and therefore you are going to be chayv if you're trapping it for a purpose. If it's an enoi minoi nitzoid, then it's always going to be a drabonon. And therefore, what's the difference? What's the difference? drabonon. Shabbos Kodesh, who cares? The answer is, because in certain situations, if you've got children there, if you've got choyla there, you know, whatever it is, so if it's only a drabonon... Right? For example, a guy comes to me this, uh, this week, Shabbos afternoon, he says to me, uh, the buzzer, right, the, the, the bell in his house, the buzzer got stuck. I guess someone must have, like, touched it or, you know, leaned on it, whatever, and it was, like, buzzing the whole Shabbos. Is he allowed to, you know, do anything about that? So that's an interesting question. But I'll give me, let me give you some examples of Amino Nitzad and Eno Amino Nitzad, so we understand this malacha in a proper way. What is a minoinitzad? A minoinitzad again means it's a type of animal that's normally trapped, and included in that, and we're dealing with the doraisa, is deer, rabbit, guinea pigs, squirrels, monkeys, dogs, cats, pigeons, doves, chickens, birds, and fish. Those are all what we call a minoinitzad. These are all animals that are normally trapped, and therefore if you trap them, it's a doraisa. Whereas an enoinitzad means animals that are not normally trapped will be a drabonon. So scorpions, Wasps, mosquitoes, flies, rats, spiders, frogs, mice. All of these things will be drabonon because these are not normal things that people actually catch for the sake of catching. Okay, is everybody with me? So far everyone's with me, yeah? Trying to make it, I'm trying to build it up so it could be as clear 
as possible. So we know what's going on. Okay, another thing. By the way, I'll give another modic example. We're not going to get to it today. Today is just going to be more like a hagdoma to understand the malacha. Tomorrow we'll go through all the practical cases. But I'll give you a very practical case, by the way. So far, for all you English out there and South Africans that are thinking like, okay, this is actually, no, the South Africans, right? South Africans, you have animals hanging around, right? Aaron, yeah? Yeah? No? Ah, okay, fine. So for all you South Africans and English who are thinking, okay, this, this shit is really not a gear to me. It's not true. I'll tell you why. Did you ever open up? Actually, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't. Know, I can't remember the bins in South Africa. I can't remember right now. But I know in England that when you when you have outside your house, you have a wheelie bin, right? You have a wheelie bin, a plastic big piece of a bin. And they have them in America. They have them all over the place, right? Have you ever opened it up and a fly comes like flying out? Has everyone ever had that? Has anyone ever taken out the garbage before? Seriously, you open it up and the, 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 the flies come out. It does happen, right? You can, you can imagine such a case. It's not like crazy. Can you close the lid again? Are, are you allowed to reclose the lid? It's, it's not against you. Right? You, you got the, okay, it's, it's not true. They have things over here also, but not, not, not the same. Most of, you know, not, not so much. But you, you know what I'm talking about. Rabbi said, the Olam knows what I'm talking about, right? Are you allowed to close the I mean, if, this, this could be Nagaya every time you put the rubbish in the pin. Every time you put the rubbish in the bin on Shabbos, people didn't even have this, really? Wow, never thought about that one. Every time you open the lid, put the rubbish in, close the lid. What was your header to close the lid? You, you know that there's no flies there? Okay, so it's an enomino nitzet. It's not one that normally drags. It's a durabonon. It's only a durabonon. Whoa, 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 whoa. So we'll have to get to that. Okay, like I said, today we're going to give more of an akadoma to understand it. Now, what is the definition of trapping? It's a nice English word, seder. What is the definition of trapping? So, as I said to you before, the definition generally is that the animal feels trapped. If the animal feels trapped, then it's trapped. But there's more to it than that. The Gemara tells us, the Gemara tells us like this. The Gemara says that if you can chap the animal in one grabbing, then it's considered to be trapped. In other words, if the animal is a small enough confinement that if I wanted to, I could just go over and take it, then it's considered to be trapped. Whereas, if that's not the case, then it's not considered to be trapped. So a fly in your house or in your bedroom might not consider to be trapped because you can't grab it in one grabbing. Whereas if you have it in a sink and you, and it's, I don't know, you've got a lid on the sink or something, you could just grab it with one thing, then that, that might be more of a problem. Or for example, another example, right? If you have, you know, you have these nets, the mosquito nets. And sometimes you'll have a mosquito that's on the inside of the net. So when you close the window, you basically blocked any way of the mosquito going out. It's stuck between the two layers of, of the mosquito and the... You, you, got what you got what I'm saying, right? Tovi, yeah? You understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah, okay. So it's very important for it to be able to do that. By the way, not only is, um, it's actually only, there's no opposite to tzedah. Are you allowed to untrap an animal on Shabbos? Silence. Are you allowed to untrap an animal? An animal got trapped. For example, right, let's take the case we just said, right? Very common case. You've got the window and you've got the mosquito net. You wake up in the morning and you see that, that for some, you know, last night it was dark, you didn't see. You closed your window, bang, there was, a, there was a fly, bang smack in the middle. It's a very small space. Never. Let me open it up. Am I allowed to do that? Absolutely. There's no opposite to Tzedah. There's no opposite. 
the Rambam tells us that even if you chase an animal, you didn't touch the animal. I chased it into a confined space. Somebody, um, one of the boys in yeshiva last year, used to go on Shabbos to one of his cousins, somewhere in Eretz Yisrael, I don't remember where it was, who had a farm. And when they had this farm, the Shiloh was, how can you put the animals back in? Let's say you have a pet, right? You have a pet, I don't know, you have a pet hamster. Or, or a pigeon, or, or, or a parrot, or one of these things, right? And it comes out, uh, or the door opens, right? You, you need to open the door to feed it, right? So you open the door to feed it. Are you allowed to close the door? These are all shilas, obviously, right? It'll be nagea. It'll be very, very nagea. We'll get to we'll get to domesticated animals uh, soon. Not only that, it's interesting. If you run after the animal for so long that the animal becomes tired, that's included to be seda. I'll tell you something else. Somebody calls me um, from Lakewood. About three weeks ago, I think it was about three weeks ago, and he told me that he wants to start hunting. Right? It's Corona, quarantine, he's bored. He figures hunting will be a great way of letting out his anger. And um, he asked me, what's the din? Are you allowed to do hunting? Is that, is that, is that permitted? So I told him the Rambam in Perik Yod and Hilcha Shabbos, which is also the Ramah and Samishin Tezain, but uh, the Allah is like this. The Rambam says, again, the Ramah passing is like this Rambam, that if you if you do hunting, your chayv obviously mechayim v'shem tzad or killing. If you do that, he wasn't talking about Shabbos, obviously. But the Rambam says, and the Ramah says this as well. It's called a moish of leitzim. It's not the right thing for a, a yid doesn't do hunting. Hunting. Well, in other words, and we'll talk about this by the way, because Moshe has a tshuva about killing, you know, spiders. Are you allowed to kill spiders? The Gemara tells us for rachamav I'll call myself. That our job is to have Rahmanus on all of the Rabban Islam's creations, not only you know our friends and our family, but every one of the Rabban Islam's creations. And the Rabban Islam created spiders and mosquitoes as well. So Rahmanov says Rab Moshe, so how are you allowed to kill these things? Says Rab Moshe, because if it's bothering you and you can't trap it, the only way is to kill it. He's not talking about Shabbos, talking about during the week. Then it's muta. Then it's okay. But to stum go around and kill and shoot and that, that's not a Yiddish zach to do. So I told him it's not allowed. Uh, and maybe we can, we can get away from it, but it hashkafically is a problem, which means halachically also it's a problem. Not only that, setting up a trap on Shabbos is also asa. For example, people have mice traps, right? Um, I'm going to risk myself saying this, but not, I think only, only Avi was there last year, where we had Yitzi, I'm not sure if you were there at that time. I'm not sure, but Avi was definitely there. You remember when we... Uh, I'm not going to give too many details, but you remember when the Reb Shaila pictures came out? You know what that means, right? People all of a sudden brought out the Reb Shaila pictures in Yeshiva, Bahamev and Yovin, right? So um, we had to get traps and all sorts of things, right? So if you want to set up one of those things on Shabbos, you're not allowed. I didn't trap anyone. Yeah, but you set it up. You did a grommet. You caused it to become trapped. And therefore, it's also to put up one of these, these sticky things that we mentioned in the beginning, because that is also considered to be a problem. In fact, very interesting, the Mogen Avram wants to say that, if, uh, it's actually a Shulchan Aruch and Shinchav Chesib Memhei, that if you manage to use your powers of magic to trap an animal, you're over Mishun Seder. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So, okay. So we've got a little bit of Agdama. We've got a few ideas. I want to give you one practical Aloha Lemaisa. And then tomorrow, Be'ez HaShem, we'll go to more, uh, many, many more examples, of uh, practical examples in this Aloha. And this is a very important Aloha as well. I want to tell you, I'll give you Agdama. The Gemara says an interesting thing. The Gemara says that there is a difference between a Choyla, a Chiger, a Zokin, and a Yoshin. 
Okay? Basically like this. If it says the Gemara, if you have a sleeping animal, the halacha is, you're chayv minatoyah when you trap it. Right? An animal is sleeping. Sleeping, it's sloughing. Perfect opportunity, right? So you just trap it. It's a doraisa, if it's a minanitzit. What if you have an animal that's choyle? It's sick. It's sick, it's pushed sick. Right? It's limping, it's only got one leg, it's got a bad leg, it's a very old animal. Then you're potter. Fed the Gemara, what's the difference? What's the difference? One is sleeping, or one is blind, and the other one is, you know, old or, you know, very, very, very sick. And the Gemara says a very important difference. The Gemara says that when you have an animal that's sleeping, that's totally healthy, you touch that animal, or you even go near the animal, he's going to sense someone's coming at me, he'll wake up and run out of there. So you're over on sod. If you have an animal that's sick or old, it cannot go anywhere. Even if it realizes you're there, it can't go anywhere. And therefore, it's never considered to be non-trapped, that now I trapped it. In other words, it was never not in my jurisdiction. It was always in my jurisdiction because it can't go anywhere. It's, it's an old animal. How far can it walk? How fast can it go? It can't. And therefore, it's always considered to be within my jurisdiction. So you learn this Gemara in Shabbos and you think, okay, beautiful Gemara. What's it going to do with me? Where, where's this Allah Maisa? Comes along with Shloim Zaman Orbach Rabbi Unbelievable. Very common. In the summer, people get ants. What do you do if you have ants? You can't have ants hanging all over the place. So you take a brush and shovel, shovel them up, throw them out. You don't want to kill them. You throw them out. Just put them somewhere else. Put them in the garden. Put them in the porch. Put them, I don't know. Are you allowed to do that on Shabbos? Theoretically, for the moment that they're on the brush and shovel, they are considered to be trapped. Says Rabbi Shloim Zalman, anything that moves so slow that, it, that basically I can, I, can, I can just walk slowly and stroll next to it and just take it whenever I want. I don't have to work hard and figure out how to get it. It's not subject to Todd. And therefore, Lufi, what Rabbi Shloim Zalman is telling us from the Gemara, any ants, turtles, snails, caterpillars, all of these things move at snail pace, pun not intended, and therefore you can take them whenever you want. They can't run anywhere. They're always under your jurisdiction. They're always under you. Mimela, they were never not trapped. That you trapped them. True, you put a cup over it. No, no. But the Maisa, they're not included. And as I pass in the Maisa, Remnissim Karelitz. And as I pass in the Maisa, my Rebbe Refalk. And many other Portugudolia post game. It's true that all those who are Cholik, Rabbi Yashiv was Cholik, Rabbi But I could probably most Gudolia post game go with this Shita that anything that moves so slowly is not even included in Seda in that way because at the end of the day, it's always considered to be in my jurisdiction because it can't go in any way. Which means, according to what we're saying, that will come out that if you've got ants or you've got a slug there. Now, of course, by the way, this is an important idea. It's Moksa. Every animal is Moksa. Right? Every animal in the world is more so, even if it's your pet. Right? Somebody called me this week. He just bought a couple of pets for his kids. Corona, right? So he wanted to give them something to do, so he bought them a couple of pets. So his question was about feeding them on Shabbos. Feed them on Shabbos is mutter. If it's Mazonis or Lecha, if, you, if it belongs to you and you have to feed them, then yes, you're allowed to feed them. But you're not allowed to handle them. They are Moksa. There's a Machoik as a poskin, by the way, that when you stroke, let's say, a sheep, right? You stroke a sheep. Is that mutter? That I'm not moving the animal, I'm moving the wool on the animal. So then most poskim say that that's fine. You're allowed to move a blade of grass, theoretically, even if, the, you know, uh, because you can't take it out. But you can move it, right? Even a it's better than it's moksa because it's attached. So, but animals are automatically always going to be moksa. Now, Rabbi said there's a lot more for us to do. Um, 
just to give you a heads up, tomorrow I want to discuss human beings. Is that said about human beings, right? If I'm, I am not suggesting to do this, but if you lock your child in his room on Shabbos, are you over on Seder? You, you trapped him, right? All the kids are not coming for Kiddush. You grab them all, put them around the table. But I say Kiddush, are you allowed to do that? What about bees and wafts that, for example, are dangerous for you or for children or for babies? Are you allowed, you know, is there, is there any more of a heta to do that? I think we've got a lot to do, but I say join us tomorrow, Be'ezus Hashem, where we'll do more of this halacha.